Hey there, welcome to the She Connects podcast. I'm thrilled that you are here. My name is Susan Vandenhuvel, and I have the honor of being your host each and every week. She Connects is an extension of my ministry, She Rises, and allows me to connect with women in the online space. I wholeheartedly believe that we as women enjoy connecting with one another to share hearts, disappointments, dreams, any challenges that we're facing, and really to just do life together. The heartbeat behind this podcast is to help empower and equip you to step into all that God has for you to do in this world. I'll be sharing whatever God has placed on my heart for the week, and from time to time, I invite guests on the show that I personally have gleaned and been inspired from people that I admire and I just maybe want to learn a little bit more from and that I believe you will appreciate listening to. So welcome. I cannot wait to connect with you today. Hey ladies, welcome back to the show this week. I'm excited to connect with you for a few minutes and talk about avoiding the trap of comparison. (laughs) And that's exactly what it is, right? I mean, have you ever felt yourself comparing yourself in some way or another to another person? I know that you probably have. I mean, I cannot believe that there is not one person on the face of the planet that has not in some way found themselves comparing something about either themselves or something in their lives to another person. But it's a trap, isn't it? I mean, it really is a trap. And I think that, I think that, you know, with the use of social media, you know, I, I love social media. I use social media. Well, I don't know that I would say I love it. Maybe that's a strong word. <laughs> but I do use social media. I utilize it. I, you know, I enjoy connecting with people on those platforms. If you're not connected with me on the socials, you can find me uh, on Facebook and Instagram at Susan Vandenhuvel. That's in the show notes as well. My last name is kind of a mouthful, so um, scroll on down in the show notes and you'll see how to spell it there. But yeah, I, I do appreciate social media, but I think that even the just the use of social media has encouraged this this comparison trap in various areas of our lives. I mean, just for example, how many of us have felt, you know, content and satisfied with the way our home looks, for example, and then, you know, we start scrolling and all of a sudden we see all these, you know, these remodels and and all of this and, you know, taking down walls and all this and, and, you know, building on and all these things. And all of a sudden we're comparing what we have and quite possibly it's, it was our dream home at one point, right? It was the home that we, that we had dreamed about and prayed for and believed in. And, you know, and when we saw it, we were like, Oh, this is it. This is, I'm finally home, you know? And so we're going through our feeds and then, you know, we see these people remodeling and, you know, Joanna Gaines, um, who I absolutely love, by the way, and she is just so incredibly gifted at, you know, flipping houses and, you know, doing all the things. And then all of a sudden we see what's going on over here and all of a sudden the home that we were so in love with, we're not so in love with it anymore, right? Because we're comparing what we see on our on our news feeds with what we are currently living in and all of a sudden it is not enough. And so on a more serious note, 
you know, I think that sometimes, sometimes people can even fall into the comparison trap in, in just being content and satisfied in their marriage because, you know, they're scrolling through their news feeds and they're seeing all these, you know, happy couple pictures and they're vacationing and, and you know, I get flowers every week and, you know, I'm going out on dates and all of these or whatever it is. And then all of a sudden, because our spouse isn't doing what we see spouses doing on, on our social media feeds, all of a sudden, our spouse is is really kind of lacking some things and all of a sudden we are able to you know just really focus on their flaws and how they could improve and how they could better love me and you know all of a sudden it's like um, we were once like happily married and yeah maybe we had some challenges but we worked through them and all of a sudden we're now comparing our reality in our marriage and it's a good marriage but it's not what I it looks like on my social media feeds or a Hallmark channel or, you know, all of these things. You kind of know where I'm going here. And what about, what about like our, our body image? You know, some of us are, you know, really working at improving our health and we're, you know, overall healthy. We eat right. We get enough sleep. We're, you know, exercising. You know, we're, we're at a, a good weight. You know, we're doing whatever we can or maybe we're even working towards something, you know, reaching a healthier place in our lives. And, you know, we're actually like excited and, and um, celebrating the progress that we've made until we go to our social media feeds and we see, you know, all the ladies showing up in their in their bikinis out on the beach and all of a sudden we feel deflated and defeated and we begin to compare our current reality and where we are with now what we're seeing on our social media feeds when before we started seeing all those images, we were actually quite proud of ourselves and patting ourselves on the back because, hey, I'm doing a pretty good job. I might not be where I want to be yet, but by golly, I'm not where I was and I'm well on my way. So we see these these traps of comparison show up in many different areas of our lives. And you've probably heard the quote uh, from Eleanor Roosevelt. It's a really famous quote. Uh, she said this, comparison is the thief of joy. And I, I want to point out the word thief here in this quote. Comparison is the thief of joy. In other words, it steals, right? In the natural sense, if you think about a thief, a thief is stealing something, right? They break into your home or they break into your car or your locker at school or at the gym or, you know, in the workplace, they're, you know, rummaging through your through your desk or your purse or whatever, and they take something from you. That's what a thief does. A thief steals something that you once had. Keep that that uh, definition, that just that, that point in the forefront of your mind, because I'm going to circle back to this with the scripture here in just a few minutes. But as I was preparing for this week's episode, I was reminded of a really kind of funny story that yours truly actually did get tripped up in the comparison trap. One day when I was at the gym and I was on the treadmill, you've maybe heard this story. I haven't shared it in a long time, but yeah. (laughs) So I'm a runner and uh, I've been, you know, I've been running since, oh golly, my, you know, days in school. So I think that cross country helped me 
stay out of more trouble than what I was already in. But <laughs> anyway, so I, I'm still a runner and uh, I, I've just always really enjoyed running outside. I've never been a big fan of the gym. I know that a lot of a lot of people love the gym. I mean, you know, they have memberships and that's just like their jam. It just isn't for me. I like being outside. I like the sound of my feet hitting the pavement and just being out running. Uh, I, I just really love it. I, not only just the, the physical aspect of it, but it's so good for me mentally. It's just such a such a great tool for me to use for just staying healthy in my mind. But back in the day, I decided to give a gym membership membership a whirl. And um, I had been going for a little while up to this point at this particular gym. And there was this lady there that, you know, I seen her, you know, most of the time that I was there, most days we were there, roughly about the same time. Sometimes I would come later, you know, than her, and sometimes she um, would come later than I, but but for the most part, we did see one another quite often, and she always, like, had her hair in place. I mean, like, every hair <laughs> was in place. She came to the gym like fully makeup, you know, lipstick on. I mean, just like matchy matchy type gym clothes and they were like pretty clothes. <laughs> and, you know, she like her nails, you know, and and all the things. And so you're kind of getting a visual here and she always brought something to read whether it was whether it was a magazine or a book or something and she she was a jogger. So she primarily used use the treadmill, the treadmill to, to jog. That was um, what she used. And so she was a jogger and she just always looked so effortlessly, you know, just working through her workout. She never broke a sweat. You know, she was just always smiley and like, she was just having the greatest time on this treadmill, um, you know, like dressed to the hill to go to the gym. And I, you know, I'm just going to be honest with you. If you ever see me out for a run, I don't look like that. <laughs> I'm usually just rolling out of bed and um, lacing up to hit the pavement. Uh, I go for runs really early in the morning, so my hair is probably standing up. I've got some clips in my hair to keep it out of my face. Even though I have a short pixie cut, I just like it out of my, you know, just off my forehead and, and whatever. I don't have matchy-matchy clothes. You know, really the only thing that I make a really solid investment in is running shoes. And so just to kind of give you an idea, even just outwardly, her and I looked differently. And when I was on the treadmill, I mean, it didn't look too effortlessly for me. <laughs> it was like I was huffing and puffing and panting and, you know, maybe even letting out a few sighs because I hated the treadmill. I felt like that band or whatever you call it, that, you know, that thing that goes round and around and around, the belt. I think that's the name of it, the belt on the treadmill. I just felt like it was like excruciating painful for me. I mean, I felt like I was, you know, for sure I'd gone like a mile and then I'd look down at my mileage and it had only been like 0.3 and oh my goodness, I still have, you know, four and a half miles to go. <laughs> I hated it. But this lady, I mean, she was just like, la 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 la, like she was tipping through the tulips, you know? And so 
that they only had just a few treadmills and it seemed like the only one available was of course the one right next to her and I just decided you know I'm just gonna I'm gonna try to keep up with her and I'm gonna try to run and look like her uh, and so uh, you know, back in the day, treadmills, they were just really kind of awkward and and bulky and sort of obnoxious. They weren't like really sleek kind of as they are nowadays. But so you kind of had to like really look over, um, you know, like really give some effort to look over if you were going to see where your fellow neighbor was running, you know, like their pace and that kind of thing. And so I wanted to see what pace she was running at. And so, you know, I kind of like put my hands on the on the bars and, you know, to kind of brace myself. And as I was kind of leaning over and, you know, I'm just kind of acting like maybe I was looking at something, you know, like on my shoes or something. I seen what pace she was running at. And so I uh, took it upon myself and I started hitting the arrow up, 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 you know, kept hitting it da, 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 to reach the the same pace that she was running. And let me tell you something. I was straining. <laughs> if I was not huffing and puffing before, I was now. Oh my goodness. It was it was horrible. It was it was just awful. I was out of breath. It was not fun. And I was doing everything I could to keep up with her. And eventually, somehow, like I don't know if I looked, you know, back over at her at her treadmill or what happened. But my foot hit the side of of the treadmill, like, you know, the part that's not the belt, the part that's stationary, <laughs> the treadmill itself. And I fell off the treadmill. Like, yes, I like, can you get this visual in your mind? I fell off the treadmill and it was bad. It was really bad. And, and I maybe was in pain before. <laughs> I was even in more pain because I had fallen. And she's like oh my goodness, are you okay? Oh, you know, what happened? And, and of course, I'm, you know, can't let her know that I am dying here. I just, oh, I'm fine, I'm fine. And I, you know, kind of made my way over to the women's bathroom, closed the door, locked it, and looked at myself in the mirror and wondered, what on earth am I thinking? What on earth am I doing? I mean, my knee was aching and um, my ego was bruised. I mean, just all of the things. And so I, I know that that's a funny story, but you know, comparison, if we're going to be honest, ladies, if we're going to have real talk, comparison is not funny, is it? It's it's not fun. Comparison is not fun. Um, it, it doesn't make us feel warm and fuzzy. It's, it's just, it's not anything that adds life to us, right? And why is that? Well, short answer, because it's not from God. Comparison is not from God. Jesus said in John chapter 10, verse 10, that the thief comes to steal, kill, and to destroy. But I have come that you may have life and life in abundance. I love that. Let me repeat that again. Jesus, this is Jesus speaking here. In John chapter 10, verse 10, the thief comes to only steal, kill, and to destroy. But I have come to give you life and life in abundance. If we circle back to that quote from Eleanor Roosevelt, um, and we, you know, we kind of talked about 
that point in there uh, about the thief, that comparison is, is a thief of joy. We kind of talked about a thief is really someone who steals, right? Well, here we see in scripture that we have we have an enemy and he does have a plan for you and for me to steal, to kill, and to destroy. And as we think about, yeah, I mean, he wants to steal, kill, and destroy everything in our lives. But as we think about uh, a comparison and this trap of comparison, it steals joy. It steals purpose. It kills dreams. It destroys relationships and unity. And it does not give us life. Comparison is not from God. And if we believe in our hearts that God is good and that he does good and he has good things for us, then how can we think that it is God's heart for us to be trapped in comparison? It's not his heart for you. It's not his heart for me. It steals. It steals our confidence. It steals our joy. It steals our sense of purpose. It steals uh, our dreams. It, it, I mean, it just robs us of so many things. And, you know, I think that if we're going to really uh, avoid this trap of, of comparison, it requires you and me to have to get honest with ourselves. And in that process, uh, inviting the Lord, inviting his Holy Spirit into that process of really being willing to get honest with ourselves and ask ourselves, why? Why am I comparing myself with her? Why? And can I just even encourage you to take it a step farther and not settle for just surfacey type answers? To not just settle with, well, I'm comparing myself with her because I just think that she's that she's prettier than I am. Okay, but why? That I mean, that's just such a broad answer. It's so it's so surfacey. We have to be willing to go deeper, to go to the root, to go to the root of it. Because there's something that is causing you to compare yourself in that way to that person for that for example if it you know you're feeling like she's prettier than you and and you're you know you're trying to dress like her you're trying to wear your hair like her you're trying to you know wear that kind of makeup or your whatever it is that's just an example okay but why is it that you will feel more valuable is it that you will feel more loved? Is it that you will feel more attractive? Is it, is it that you will feel like people will notice you more if you look like her, if you dress like her, if you sound like her? You see, there's an underlying issue here. There's a root to that. And when you and I can identify the root to that, that's when we can really begin to be set free in uh, in this trap of comparison. And we can begin to come at it from that angle. We can begin to apply truth to the specific uh, root of this of this problem in why you know you find yourself comparing yourself in this particular way to that person. It allows you to be able to pray in that specific angle. Ask yourself, what do you see in her that makes you feel less than? What is it that you see in her that makes you feel insignificant or inferior? And again, it requires you and I to have a willingness to get honest, 
to just take the mask off, to be done with pretending, and to get honest, to get real with the Lord, inviting him. Because he knows, right? Maybe maybe for you, you feel like, I feel like there's an underlying issue here, but I'm, I'm not really sure that I can identify it. I don't really know. Ask him to show you. Ask him. He will, because you know what? He wants to set you free from the trap of comparison. It's not from him. He wants to, uh, like Jesus said, I have came to give you life. And when you and I are caught in the trap of comparison, it is not life-giving. It sucks the life from us, doesn't it? It's draining. It's exhausting. And it is not for you. Here's the thing, my friend. God's anointing is upon you. Not you trying to be someone else. God's favor, God's blessing is upon you. Not you trying to be someone else. It's it's just, it's not. And when you look at Psalm 139, again, that's a popular passage of scripture where it talks about how fearlessly and wonderfully and uniquely God created you. Your uniqueness is created by God. And so whatever it is that you feel like she maybe has and you don't, listen, I can guarantee you that you have things that someone else wishes that they had. You have something that other people don't have. Every single one of us are uniquely created by God, and it's your uniqueness that sets you apart, and it's something to be valued and cherished and celebrated and championed in you. Every single one of, I mean, if you look at the palm of your hand right now, your fingerprint is unique to you. It's unique to you that no one else has that same fingerprint. No one else has your DNA. God didn't create us as carbon copies of one another. Why? Because he's creative and he's and he's unique and he designed you with the way you are for a reason. And it's time for you to be set free from the trap of comparison and to celebrate and cherish and honor and value who God created you to be. You are valuable and you bring something special and unique to this world that is needed. But listen, it's not gonna be found in you comparing yourself to someone else. If you find yourself in this trap of, of comparing you know, yourself uh, in some way or another to, to someone else, can I, can I encourage you with a couple of things that helps me in this area? For example, uh, one of the biggest things that the enemy has always been after me in is, is, is just in my ministry, for example. And I think that I think that for each of us, there is a, a specific area of our lives that that the enemy seems to target the most. And I, I know for me, you know, because my ministry is something that you know God placed within me. It's something that I've carried and nurtured and labored over for so many years. And so, of course, it's very important to me. I mean, there's a reason why I don't feel like I compare myself to all of my friends that are like rock stars in the kitchen and can run circles around me um, in their cooking and baking skills. I don't feel threatened by that at all. I don't feel like my confidence takes a hit in that area at all. But in ministry, 
Oh, yeah. I mean, that's something that I really have to to just be aware of and keep in check, especially, you know, if, if I'm at a particular event, whether it's a She Rises event or I'm at, a, at an event and there's, you know, like a few of us as speakers, you know, someone like maybe... Maybe I'll, I'll share and then, you know, someone else has another session or whatever. And the enemy, like, wastes no time. As soon as I step off of the stage, he is, like, just firing lies into my mind of how I could have been a better communicator. How I could have better uh, communicated or emphasized this point or how come you didn't say it this way or you forgot about this or you didn't say that. And here's the thing, he knows that I can't go back and redo it, right? I can't rewind time. I can't say, oh, um, can I redo that? Uh, uh, the host is going to say, uh, no, um, are you like weird? <laughs> um, and so uh, so it's easy for him to, to kind of attack my mind. And so if, if I'm not careful, then I can get trapped into this comparison because the speaker that follows me, you know, she just feels like she's, you know, hitting it out of the park and she's nailing every every point and she just is a far better communicator than I am. You know, the, the people seem to be connecting with her more than they did me. And so see how it just begins this this thing in our minds and all of a sudden, if we are not careful, all of a sudden the enemy gets a foothold in our minds. And if we allow him to establish a foothold, he can then build a stronghold in our minds. Let me repeat that. If we allow him through our mindset to establish a foothold, he can then build a stronghold. And you know what happens so often? If we're honest, if we're, if we're going to have real talk and we're going to be honest, what happens then because we are trapped in this this comparison trap, she becomes our enemy. And all of a sudden, we don't want to be friends with her because she somehow outshines us, right? Or somehow in our mind, she seems better than us. And, and remember what I just said, that comparison destroys relationships and unity. Comparison steals joy and purpose. It kills dreams. And it destroys relationships and unity. And if we're not careful, so in that in that scenario that I um, that I just gave to you, if I'm not careful, that person who um, maybe spoke after I did, uh, if I allow comparison to bait me and I get trapped in comparison, I could be missing out on a really great relationship in that person because I felt like she outdid me. She outshined me. She was a better communicator than me. And so all of a sudden, I feel threatened by her. See how the enemy is so sly and gets in there? And so here's what I do. I immediately arrest those thoughts in my mind. And I will say, I will say, you know what, Lord? I know that there were uh, additional things in my notes that I didn't, I didn't share. And I trust that everything that I spoke on were the things that you wanted me to share. And I believe that I gave the message that you had for us. 
every um, everything that I said was from you, nothing more and nothing less. And if that was something that you wanted me to share, then I would have said it. And so I thank you, God, that you are using my message. You and I, we have to be intentional. We, we can't be passive when it comes to our mindset. And the next thing I do is I, I take it a step farther and I go to that person and I champion her. I tell her how powerful her message was, how powerful and effective God used her. You know, I, I will say, when you said this, this spoke to me, or wow, that was so good, and God used you so powerfully. So see, immediately, I shut the enemy down, and I refuse to to allow him to pit me against her and trap me in comparison. So those are a couple of things that I have found uh, that work really well for me. And I just want to champion you again that whatever it is that you feel like you are less than or insignificant in or you feel inferior to that, you know, that person that you just, you know, keep looking at across the room or on social media or even from afar, whatever it is, can I just encourage you to set that aside, set those things aside, be intentional, get alone with the Lord and be honest and ask yourself why. Why do I feel so insignificant? Why am I comparing myself to her? And invite the Lord to, to reveal to you so that you can become aware of what the root is so that you can begin to receive the truth that he speaks to you in that area because he wants to set you free. Again, comparison will suck the life out of you. But Jesus said, I came to give you life and life in abundance. So don't allow the enemy to bait you and, and take that bait of of comparison and allow it to trap you. That's not God's heart for you. And that is definitely not living the kind of life that Jesus came to give you. All right, I hope that this was encouraging for you. I hope that you feel championed forward. I celebrate you today. I believe in you. I'm in your corner. And yeah, just thank you so much for tuning in and share this with a friend. Uh, I, I'm so grateful that you are tuning in each and every week that you share the podcast. Thank you for all the stars that you're leaving. You're just helping She Connects reach more people. So uh, thank you so much. Have a great week and I'll catch you next time. Well, I hope that that was a blessing in your life. I'd love to hear what you walked away with from this week's episode. Drop a comment and let me know. I read and respond to each and every one of them and I would love to hear from you. We all know people who could use some encouragement, especially nowadays, right? If you felt this episode was a blessing to you, would you share it with the people in your life? Don't forget to subscribe to the show so you don't miss an episode because a new one drops each and every Wednesday. And would you be willing to leave a review and maybe even a few stars? It not only fills my heart and means so much to me, but it helps women find the podcast and be encouraged too. Have a fabulous week and I will connect with you right back here next week.